again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good morning, sir. Good morning to you, Dwayne. Good to see you again. And now you're in a different part of your school. This is your kind of, um, this is where you, all the nuts and bolts gets done in this office, right? The other one is more, the other room is more of like a meeting room or? Yeah, yeah. This is where all the work gets done. So, I mean, I don't know if you can see the computers and everything. Yeah, there, that's cool. And you have your whole mon- have monitor it. system in the parking lot. And no, you see everything that's going on, all the floors and everything. Oh, yeah, you can see it in the corner there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I have that at my dozer, too. And then I look at it on my phone. Um, so do I. Although it's, yeah. it's I don't, great to I don't have. look at your dojo on my phone. but Yeah, I know, but it was, it's great to have, but then also a curse in its own way, too, because you could always be on at the dojo, right? You could always look. How's everything going? You know, hey, you know, thank, thank God, though, I had it one time I was watching my summer camp, and as I'm watching, I could see this little kid, he's probably like seven, walking towards this big industrial fan. He's like 12, 12 foot away with his finger out, walking towards the fan. He's going to touch the fan. And, of course, it had a big cage around it, but he could have slipped his little finger through. And I'm calling the dojo on the phone going, pick up, and they're not picking up, but I could see her there, and she's not seeing the kid and I'm like, oh, my God. And finally she picks up like he's literally like I was sweating. He's like one foot away now as he's moving. And then she goes, hello. And I go, quickly, that kid's going to put his finger in the van. Hey, cut it out. She yells. And, and then he stops. And I'm like, it was like a really surreal, uh, yeah, scary oh, kind of like one of those horror movies where you see something come in slow motion. But anyway, so cool. So we have a really good topic today. And, and this is, you know, I hold dear to my heart. You do as well. So why don't you give people a little bit of a quick understanding of you know what it is so they can get an idea yeah and i i do want to apologize because i know last on our last call um and those people those people who just listened to the audio have no idea except that they heard it but people that watch us um i, I told you i was going to shave everything off well i couldn't do it i i just shaved down <laughs> and, and got a haircut so i don't look as uh, yeah. uh as um uh, in in uh, what is it like the in crowd anymore with all of the right yeah yeah uh, you're not ruggedness it, it would, yeah it would, it would definitely be you know what's relevant right at this moment the hipster crowd they call it right yeah so I need to apologize I, I lied um, I just couldn't do it so yeah anyways I, I, that's that's something that uh, I, you definitely look younger though I'll tell you that isn't it amazing with what a haircut when people say hey you clean up good right it does actually mean it is true at times. It is. It is. So I listen uh, today. We're going to talk about um, uh, you know listening to the master. And let me kind of uh, maybe set this up with. And the reason we're doing this call is because I came across a quote this morning uh, that really resonated with me. I thought that it would make a very good topic. It's funny because I I follow this guy or I have followed this guy. I've, I've listened uh, to him speak on numerous occasions, been to a couple of live events with him. Uh, also, I, gosh, I've read a ton of his books. I've probably read maybe uh, five or six of his books. And it's, this quote is from Dan Kennedy. And so the quote goes like this, and I'm going to read it to you. A lot of people come to me because they aspire to similar success and autonomy. But then the cafeteria pick the parts of what they, you know, of what I, the parts of what I do and how I do it that they like, and they ignore the ones that they don't. And then they wonder why they end up with, with uh, very dissimilar results. And mm. I, I just, I thought that that was such a very neat quote, and I wanted to bring that, 
that quote and that whole idea up because isn't that what we do? I know that there's been numerous, you've coached a lot more people than I have, um, but it's funny that when we get into those situations and we ask, you know, them what they're doing or they ask us, how do we do this? How do we do that? And then we basically give them the system and or systems that we've been using over the years that have produced results for us, and then they do exactly what the Dan Kennedy quote talked about, where they they basically just cherry pick the things that they like, and they discard the things that they don't, being, you know, maybe they don't understand it, or whatever it is, and maybe we can get into the psychology a little bit, but um, it is quite interesting that somebody of that caliber, meaning Dan Kennedy, has you know, experience that from individuals that pay him money uh, right. to coach. Yeah, it's amazing. Hey, listen, I, this is something that I can I can tell you story after story about. But um, in defense, and not in defense that I'm going to defend their actions, but in defense of why they do it, um, school owners, martial artists are different. Like if you were maybe talking to, uh, you know, a, a coffee guy or a, an accounting firm, it may be slightly different, although that they're married to their, to their company as well. Like everyone loves their, their company. It's their baby. They built it from ground up. Right. But martial artists in general are a little bit different because obviously, you know, we're all similar in the respect that we're all control freaks. We, um, you know, we have been, we, we got involved in the martial arts so that we can learn to control things, right? Think about it. The concept is, is like, okay, I want to know that I can control the outcome if someone goes to hit me, someone goes to kick me, someone goes to punch me, if someone grabs me. We want to learn self-defense so we're in control of the outcome or the, the, you know, what's coming to us, right? So um, that becomes who we are as a person, and then we open up the school and we develop our own systems, our curriculum, we build it from the ground up. And we want it to be ours, right? So when I give people a system, I literally I give them my, my let's say, my uh, referral program, right? And I, and I give it to them, 20 pages, exactly what to do. And then I ask them, well, hey, you know, weeks later, what are you doing? And they'll say, oh, I'm using this part and I'm doing that part, but I changed this and then I adapted to that and I'm only doing this instead of that, you know? And then I'm like, but it's not the referral program. Well, you know, in my area, now they start putting building excuses into their, into their reasoning. I, you know, in, in their visual, their vision of it, you know, is like, hey, I can't do this and I can't do that, so I'll change it to me. And it's about comfort level, right? And it's about what you believe in your head that you can sell, right? And Dan Kennedy, Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, all of these guys will sell, tell you that sales is about believing in what your ability of what you could do is. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to sell. Like, for example, some of my team, one of my members of my team is only good at selling three-month memberships. She's afraid to go for the gusto and sell that 12-month. She'll, she'll always end up selling it three-month. And the other ones, all the other people sell 12 months, like nothing. So, it's, you know, so how does it happen that way? So anyway, long story short, the karate school guy puts his stamp on it. He changes it so he feels like it's his. And he did it, and he did it right, and it's his way. And then now the results are, yeah, that didn't work, Allie. You know, it maybe works. In, and then they have proof. They have social proof it didn't work in their area because they, they changed it and they adapted it and made it to their own, and now it doesn't work, so they were right. It wasn't going to work anyway, right? So that's a big problem we see in coaching. Um, we even see this in helping parents, right, in the dojo, teaching them a method. 
or methodology on how to raise their kids or how to get their kids not to quit or whatever. And it goes in one ear and out the other because they know better. Even though they're not doing well at it, they know better, right? Does that sound realistic? Yeah, it does. But I, you know, um, you know, I hadn't even thought of the whole kid thing. But I don't understand. I don't understand the psychology uh, behind and the fact that you know you pay somebody to instruct you on what to do and how to do it. It, it would be just as like if our students, right? If our students say to us, "Well, it's one. It's one thing for them to ask you, hey, why do we do X, Y, or Z?" Uh-huh. I get that. It's a whole other thing to go. You know what? Uh, I I know what you're saying, but it's not going to really work in this situation. Um, so I'm not going to learn how to defend against a roundhouse punch this way. Right, but right. It, 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 <laughs> it's ridiculous to think that, you know, your white belt is going to tell your black belt or master belt or whatever uh, how to do those things. And right. For, and, and look, somebody could have been in the business for 20 years or 10 years in the right. martial arts business and still not be where they could be uh, success-wise for themselves, and yet they still talk to, heck, it could, you could have a 20-year veteran of a school and a right. 10-year veteran of the school, and the 10-year knows a lot more about business and systems and, and uh, making things work than the 20-year does. But yet right. I've had my school for 20 years, so why should I listen to you and do everything that you're doing? Yet what you're doing is successful. Uh, it is there. There are some things that are regional. Um, I, I get that. You know, uh, maybe you guys and you all uh, is the right. difference. You know, so in the copy, it might say you guys, and the other might say right. y'all. I mean, whatever. Right. But other than those small little details, uh, what works in my area should be the same thing that works in your area. Now, am I a little more rural than maybe you? Maybe you're a little closer to the city than I am. Right. So there might be some small little things um, on how you approach it, but not the crux of it. You know, if you want your your vehicle to run on all four tires and you think it's going to run better with three, so you take one off, I mean, it just it doesn't work. Yeah, right. And I, and I agree with you 100%. Like, you know, I'll, I'll hear that more than ever with coaching clients. Well, in my area, you know, like, and in my area, like I, I have one of my clients that we just had a chat last night. Um, I talked to him about his price structure, and he's got so many different price structures within his school. Um, you know, if you come one day a week, if you come two days a week, if you come unlimited, if you're a kid, if you're a teen, if you're an adult, there's all these variables where, like, hey, listen, if I just had a birthday and I turned one age, now I'm considered a teen, i got to pay a different price. I'm like, why don't we just clean it up across the board, raise the prices up a little, and have everyone on a standard price, not charged by the class, but charged by the month, right? So it's not, hey, listen, it's $100. I can only come four days a week. No, it doesn't matter. You could come three or four, or you could come one. That's up to you. We don't charge by the class, right? So we started talking about this, and then, you know, it's like, but in my area – that doesn't, that might not fly. And I'm like, but here's the thing though, I'm looking at what you're charging for your adult prices, they said. And I'm like, your adults are paying 175 a month, but your kids are paying 110. 
there, there really is no difference. People can afford it in your area. It's not like, you know, it's a depressed area. Obviously, people are paying the number. And so if, if it shows you right there that people are paying it in one program but not in the other, that it's available. So you're kind of – your belief system becomes your reality. And it's not always well, the case. And that's where I was going to say you said that it doesn't work in my area. And, and, and here's what it is. I'm pointing at my head for those of you who just listening to me. It doesn't work in this area, right? Right, right, in the head area. <laughs> in your yep. head, yeah, it's not working in your head. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it isn't going to work on paper or in real life. And so right. I think we need to, you know, we do need to expand our, 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 our trustworthiness. I remember, I, and I, I get this because I, I beat myself up over this. I had um, worked with a, with, you know, with with uh, with a coach, and you know, with for a certain aspect of my business, and they were telling me to do X, Y, or Z, and I and I only did let's say X. Yeah. And then I, I then I put my foot in the water a little bit more, and then I did Y. It actually took me mm. six months, six months, and when I finally did not only X and Y, but then when I implemented Z, it was just like, I don't want to say the floodgates unlocked, but, but that's kind of what happened to a certain degree. And all of those letters needed to be in sync in order for it to work. Now, for some reason in my mind, uh, I, I didn't believe that. I didn't think that, that it yeah. really needed to be like that. And so yeah. I was very hesitant. Okay, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put this into play and then I'll put that right. All three of them, bam, and then it and, yeah. and unlock the floodgates type and, thing. And you know, you know, it's interesting. Um, I also have another client, and uh, he's always on our calls. He's not, I don't think he's on as of yet, but when he hears this, he'll agree with me. Um, Any time that he gets into a struggle, he he go, he's a self-employed young guy. He will go out and get a job, like, and then then he gets busy again at the dojo and he quits the job or he stops working at that job. And I always say to him, like, why are you doing that? Like, if you're going to spend 30 hours a week at your job, so to speak, to try to make a few hundred dollars, you could be doing two private lessons. Like, the ideas just flow out of my brain quickly because I've been doing it for 27 years. So the other right. day I watched a very prominent, you know, affluent martial artist, and he was on one of the um, websites, uh, the coaching websites that are out there. And he was talking about these uh, dynamic things to do. You know, the number one thing that he talked about was private lessons, right? The second thing he talked about was pay in fulls. And the third thing he talked about was special events like parents' night outs. Now, to you and I, that's like such old news, right? To some new guy, they might be going, oh, my God, that's a great idea. And then to me, I'm going like, this is the oldest thing in the book. Like, really, who doesn't know this stuff? But in reality, there are people that don't know this stuff. Now, I'm sure people were listening to his thing going, like, I'll never do a painful or I'm not going to do a parent night out. And I have some clients that they won't even play music in class. I'm like, dude, throw some music on. Have some fun. You know, like, like oh, no, no, not in my system or style. And they, change, they can't do it. They're so stuck in their ways that they don't realize they're actually locking. They're actually changing the combination on the safe. So they never can get at the money or they never can get at the client or they can never bring new people in because they're so rigid. And, and they're, you know, they're so uh, closed-minded to some extent, right? And I'm not right. saying, listen, be a modernistic martial artist and just go for the money because I don't do that. I'm a very traditional martial artist. I run a very classical, traditional school, but I run a, a business as well along with it. And, and um, you know, but I am not selling out, giving belts away. I'm not, you know, looking at all this other junk, I'm, but I'm doing what I need to do and doing it well. 
Well, how, what does it take to get a black belt with you? Seven, eight five, years? Five to, five to eight years, depending on the age that the students started. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So how can you how can you say you're a sellout when it takes that long, right? Well, here's here's funny, dude. I, I I've had like uh you know I've had some uh, struggles with an old student that opened up his own school, blah blah blah. In the most recent uh, of about a year and a half, and I've had some people say, oh yeah, you know, Ali Sheehan Ali is all about the money, and I'm like, you know, um, when you look at it, the only thing that captures money in my school is tuition and equipment. That's it. I'm not like, I'm not like giving, like and I've, you and I know people that they have these fan dangled kind of like upsells to these black belt club, lifetime membership, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just straight. You join my school, you pay tuition. This is the amount. You buy your gear over the course of five years to seven years of black belt. This is what you do. I mean, we do special events and seminars, but I mean, I bring in world-renowned people. That's your choice. You want to train with Kung Lee, Frank Shamrock, Dan Severin, Hegan Machado, George Gilman, like I list goes on and on and on. Tanimoto Sensei from Japan, um, you know, then you pay a few dollars extra because I got to bring them in and pay for them to come in. But other than that, it's really more about me creating a service and providing a service. Um, and my goal is, of course, is, you know, to have the ultimate you know, raving fans and, and highest quality service so that people walk away going, wow, this was really a life changing experience. Right. Well, and there's the key right there, the word experience. I mean, you, you provide a service that offers an experience for your clients. Um, but back to the topic. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, when we read these authors or listen to our coaches um, and they tell us to do X, Y, or Z, it's so important that we do it, you know, um, I've often thought about coaching programs being where, you know, look, we won't go to the next subject until you've accomplished this subject, kind of like a belt system where, yep. you know, uh, you 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 got to do all the white belt moves and, and show me that you're proficient with them and that you're able to protect yourself with them before we can move to the next belt of moves. And um, I, I think I think that that would be, you know, I don't know – how well it would fly, um, but well, it definitely I, would make I've, those that – go ahead. I've had that program. Remember, taking it to the next mm -hmm. level was a 12-month program, five years, and basically it was curriculum-based, and first year was this, second year was that. And um, although it's a great idea, um, I never had it where, hey, listen, you can't progress to month two unless you completed month one. Although if I did that, that would be the best program ever if people did it. But school owners are so haphazard as the way they're like, oh, they're like that – I forget what cartoon it was where the, the animal, cartoon animal is like a squirrel. Up. And they're like – Yeah, right, yeah. And, um, and, you know, that's the way they are. They're, they're so whimsical at what their approach is and, like, what they want to help me. And, you know, the biggest question that people ask is how do we get more students? Okay, well, how right. about this? How about how do you keep more students or how do you service the students that you have? And, you know, then you if you learn those things, now you get more students, you'll keep more rather than the opposite. You know, so sometimes it's hard because school owners just don't want to listen at times. And um, and I, I don't mean this in a negative way because I'm not the end all be all. I, I have a lot to learn. I learn from people all the time. Um, but sometimes it's rough to try to get people to just listen. And that happens with that. Forget about business, even just students and parents, you know, like my daughter wants to quit. Okay. Why? If you do this and don't let her quit, this is the result. Nah, we thought it over. We're not going to force her. Like, really dude, like, are you really that bad? Like you can't really focus. 
Um, anyway, so I mean, it's one of those things. Like, when when do when do people listen? What I think a lot of it has to do with ego too. What do you think? Yeah, I do. Um, and when the student is ready, the the teacher will appear. Type thing, you know, Zig Ziglar. And I I know I I, I throw his quotes around a lot, but he says that uh, a message can travel around the world in a matter of seconds, but sometimes it takes years before it penetrates the last three quarters of the inch, and that's you know the right. skull. So that's <laughs> that's the truth, you know. And so part of it is humility, where we humble ourselves to the people that have gone before us, that have already laid the groundwork. Um, you know, why reinvent the wheel? Now, invent a tire that, that makes the car go faster, but that's not reinventing the wheel. The wheel is already round. There's nothing that needs to be reinvented with that. Uh, I'm not opposed to somebody that I coach that follows the systems and then goes, hey, uh, I see that, you know, we're doing this, this, and this. If if we were to just do this, I, I notice that it takes step, you know, three and five out, um, but we're still getting the same results. Okay. Right. You know, testing those type of things after you already have something in place, that's that's not – that's smart. I mean, we yeah. do that in our advertising. We test our headlines. You know, we test our offers. Um, right. You know, and so, <clears throat> you know, you, but you have to have a control. You have to have something uh, that you're able to to use first as your control before you start testing these things. And why right. not already, why not, why not get, a, if you have a coach, right, and they're giving you them their, you know, their system, why not use that as the control Make sure that you understand how it works. You know, my telephone right. inquiry worksheet that we use, I can't tell you how many times I've given that out to people, um, and it's like they don't even use three-quarters of it. And I'm like, why right. are you not following these things to a T? And uh, it's frustrating. And I think the most frustrating part is I really want, you know, I really want them to succeed, but I can't make them do it. Yeah, and that always is the biggest dilemma, even with our students. You know, it's not only that, you know, they we might see potential in others where um, they don't even know they have it within. And we push them because we know that they have this potential. And we and we the parents say they want to quit and we push them parents to keep them in because we know the kid has potential. We've seen into the future. Um, not necessarily their future, but we've seen into so many other children, students, members' um, future that we can easily see if they stay and they listen and they go, they'll move down to that that pathway. It's almost like a college. Like I mean, and and here's the thing, though. I think we live in a world of so much dishonesty, so people have so much distrust that they're always for safety second guessing. Um, themselves, right? So second-guessing everything that they come in contact with or touch or they're around, right? So, and I understand that, and that's totally 100% fine. However, it's not a really great way to live if you're looking for a mentor, right? And that's that's important. I mean, if you want, you know, let's imagine me calling up Dan Kennedy or, or you know, uh, Zig Ziglar, if I could, right, and go, uh, yeah. hey, show me how to do this. And go, uh, you know, Zig, Zig, what's your thoughts on that? And he'd go, and, and, and people do this to me while coaching, right? And I'll, and then I'll say, or Zig Ziglar would say, Ali, just do steps one, two, and three. And I'd go, nah, it's not going to work. 
Like, he'd be like, okay, dude, goodbye. Like, I'm not wasting my time with you. Like, and I remember, like, sitting with Brian Tracy at a dinner. Uh, Brian J- Tracy, world-renowned salesperson, wrote The Psychology of Selling and, like, 40 other books and audio tape series. And he said to me, Ali, this is what you need to do. And he was a black belt in the martial arts. And he said, these are the steps you should take when you're, you're applying your sales techniques to your product, product and your approach. And it was genius. And, and I listened to him, and I've been doing it ever since, and it works. So it's about building a vision, getting people to see where they're going to be if they go and join your program. You know, and I won't go into all the detail of it, but it was just a life-changing thing. But I could have easily said, now, nah, Brian, you really don't know what you're talking about. Like, why would I ask him a question and then not listen? However, that happens to us all the time. Hey, Sheon, how do I get so-and-so to stop talking back at home? Well, this is what you do. Okay, have you done that? Nah, we, we never got around to it. Like, why bother wasting my time, right? So it's interesting, right? And this is kind of – this is so isn't it the, uh, the three-quarters of an inch or isn't the last steps really about them trusting you or them understanding that they, they need the help, right? What, what is it that we could do to get an owner that's listening now to understand that it's just about having an open mind and, and, and listening, yeah, here's the thing is I, I, what I've found is the uh, biggest constraint to my business is me. Right. I'm going to say that again. The biggest constraint to my business is me. I am the one that, that limits the growth of my business. And so until I uh, learn what I'm supposed to learn or get out of the way of what I'm not supposed to be in, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can't grow and it can't move forward. And, right. But but finding out what those are sometimes takes another person uh, from the outside. My my phrase is you can't uh, you can't read the prescription on the medicine bottle while you're on the inside. And right. so you you often need somebody from the outside, be it a coach or be it um, you know like what you and I do for each other when we kind of I would say our own little mastermind group, right, where we kind yeah. of coach each other. Uh, yeah. with regards to things that are happening in our school or in our life or what have you because we right. can't, we you know when we're stuck in that medicine bottle it's hard to read the prescription so number 1 we need to come to the realization that you know we are the limit to our school um and there are things that we need to consistently be learning um but we also need to find the constraints that are in our business and unlock those constraints. And sometimes we are the bottleneck to our right. business. Um, right. I know that I am, uh, I am the bottleneck to uh, the floor if, if I'm not in charge of that class. So, like, I won't walk out on that floor when other, unless i got to go grab something. But when uh, the other teachers are teaching, not that they teach bad. All my teachers teach very well. I get compliments right. on them all the time. But – I'll see something, and because I've done this for years, I can see stuff. You know, kind of like you saw that kid getting ready to put his finger in a fan. Like you saw yeah. that coming a mile away. Yeah, um, yeah. And not all of my instructors can do that. You know, some are younger in their stage of teaching than 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 I am. And, but I need to let those things. I mean, obviously you wouldn't let the fan happen, but I need to let those things occur because if I keep stepping in on them, I don't allow them to grow. And so I know that I can be the bottleneck to their growth. I need them to make the mistakes that I made. I need them to right. make them quick, but I need them to make those mistakes. And so I think we need to realize that we we are the problem. 
Um, and, yeah, maybe you have some bad staff members, but that's really a reflection on you. You are the problem. You know, you need to get rid of them or you need to train them correctly, whatever it is. Um, and then maybe you do need a coach or a mentor or a friend that can kind of tell you what the prescription is on the outside. And then you need to yeah. trust You need to trust that. And if somebody gives you – I mean, I was humble enough where, you know, when I had bought my partners out and I knew that this, I was doing this full time, I can't tell you how many products I bought, how many systems I bought, uh, and just started implementing them and running them. You know, um, what was it? Tommy Lee. Uh, not the drummer. No, 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 no. Not from Motley, uh, not Motley Crue, but Tommy Lee from Maryland. And, uh, yes. Yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. Haven't yeah, heard but, from him uh, in a while, though, but good guy. Yeah, he's got a couple of schools, I think, still. And uh, I know he has at least one, but I think he has a couple. But anyhow... He, he had, uh, uh, I forget the system, what it's called. It's not, um, if I was in my office at home, I could pull it off. The right, I know what you're it. talking about, yeah. The SBSS system or something like yeah. that. And it was like five different or six different topics. And, man, I ate that up. And my telephone inquiry sheet is, uh, I would say, still 80 to 75% now, probably 65 now, uh, percent Tommy Lee's. Right, because that's what it was. Now, did I remove things that he had in there? No. I just added other things onto it because uh, I added more systems. Like, I found that, you know, the telephone – I'm going to see if I can grab one. Uh, I found that the telephone inquiry worksheet, um, I can track, you know, these individuals, and I can also track my stats. My stats aren't tracked on here, but I have a way of actually tracking – that my stats are getting done based upon this. So, I, I mean, I'm going to kind of turn it around here, but there's like five or six parts to it, the general information, the introduction, you pre-qualify the individual, you've got a, a, a closing, and then you have a final closing. And and those are, are pretty much the same uh, concept that Tommy Lee had. But I, I yeah. tell you, I did this probably for a good four or five years before I actually added extra things in. So there was other questions that I wanted to ask than what Tommy Lee had on there. Um, you know, I think, uh, let's see, three three of the same questions are his. I only added one more. Uh-huh. Um, everything on, the, and that's for the kids, everything on the adult side is exactly the same thing that he right. had in his program. Um I've, I've made a different closing just based upon what we were doing at the time compared to what we're doing now. Um, but the crux of it is the same, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the same. I don't know. But see, then I added, like on this side, I added all of the stats that happened. Right. And so that right. I can track all of those. Um, I added more on the back where, you know, I learned that I should ask this question, right? Great. Um, so-and-so, do you know where we're located? And if they say yes, then we say, uh, then you know we're located behind uh, Homestar Bank off of North Street in Bradley. If they say no, then I go in, are you familiar with the Bradley area? And then I, so one, I want to confirm that they know I'm not off the beaten path. I can't tell you how many times that they, you know, I've had people, oh, you're not the school on, nope, that's not us. We're behind Homestar Bank off of North Street. Prior to that, yeah. the people that I send to that school that's on the, the beaten path, right? Right, right. Yeah, I can't so I added people. those things. 
I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. No, I was just going to say, I added those things later when I was more educated, but I followed this system to an exact T. And I don't even know if Tommy Lee sells it anymore, but, but if, if he doesn't, you don't have have it, I would say get it. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, and that's interesting because, you know, everything that's systemized, right, like that you have, like you show this one little sheet. People, I call, I call friends of mine that open, uh, that have schools, and they're like, uh, you know, uh, House of Pain, how may I help you? You know, like, uh, yeah, martial arts, you know, and I'm like, in our school, they're supposed to say, Long Island Ninjutsu Centers, you know, Shean Alley speaking, how may I help you? Or Ashley speaking, how may I help you? You know, a very pleasant and, and professional way. I mean, I have to tell you, the little things mean everything. I actually, when I changed my voice message, just my voicemail, to, and, it, you know, uh, you've reached Long Island Ninjutsu Centers, where it's not just kicking and punching, it's the martial arts and beyond. You know, we offer classes for, I haven't memorized, we offer classes for men, women, and children from the ages of two years on, old up to adults, six days a week, day and evenings with private lessons available. You know, and, you know, it goes on a little, but so when people heard that for the first few months, they were like, wow, that message is so good. Like they, they immediately identified with the professionalism of the message rather than like, you right. reach Joe's Karate, um, leave a message if you're interested. You know, like, and there's so much out there, the little nuances that mean everything. And by the way, to some people with the untrained ear, they might be hearing this and going like, I don't want to do all that bull crap. I'm just teaching karate, and that's okay if that's what they want. But um, these little things has made, made my school so much more professional. And when people try to replicate what I do, they copy all these things, and then they realize how much work went into them. Sometimes people don't realize how much goes into all the little nuances of what you did on that little sales script in the front and back page. Um, that makes such a difference when receiving a call, setting up an appointment, knowing the information, asking all the right questions. Because you're right, you could have spent all that time, and then they traveled down the road and got to Lee's Taekwondo and uh, ended up joining there because they you didn't go over the address, right? And so, so important, right? And that's something that uh, that's that we have to continuously do. So, I, I mean, he, you know, so so really, honestly, you know, what, you know, <laughs> when is, you know, when the master is ready, right, or, you know, the student is ready, the teacher will appear. When the student's ready, the, the master will appear. Like, you know, so, so you have to be open-minded for the lesson to learn and understand and do it, or else it's a waste of your time. You're only shooting yourself in the foot continuously. Yeah, and, like, isn't that the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different yeah. results? I mean, why wouldn't you switch? And so, you know, uh, Tommy Lee was one of the first ones that I bought every. I don't know if I, have I bought everything, but I bought almost everything that he had yeah. at that time uh, so that I could, uh, you know, implement those systems. Um, you know, now, since then, I mean, he had a system on, on events. Um, or grand openings, I think is what it was. Uh -huh. It was grand openings. And uh, was it was just in time because we were going to move into this new building and we were going to do a grand opening. And I just took that system and I was just like, okay, check mark this. Let's do this. Let's do this. It was yeah. beautiful. You know, yeah. now if I had to do another grand opening, I would go back to that. Um, and there's probably a few more things that I would add on just because Facebook wasn't a thing at the time and, you know, I mean, there's some things that, that have changed or right. or there's more more things you have to do in order to uh, to do that, but, you know, to, to get the word out. But the crux of it is still the same. You know, uh, I'm not calling Tommy Lee an old master, but let's just take the old masters, right, uh, with regards to um, 
you know, whether it's copywriting, whether it's sales, whether it's, um, you know, coaching or whatever, the solid principles still stand. Those solid principles are time-tested. They are uh, used over and over and over again. And just because we're in the digital age doesn't mean that those concepts aren't true or that they that they that they won't work because they do i i just sent i i just tagged tommy in our uh, conversation because he happens to be a member of our group right here um and i just tagged him i said hey hey tommy uh we mentioned you a ton today on our call so hopefully he'll listen to it and if he has info he'll put it up there for the people to uh you know to be able to reach out to him and and get some of his products so so here's the thing I, you know not saying that we're going to end the call anytime real quickly but so recapping a little bit of what we had said um i'm a new school owner let's pretend i want to reach out to people like you um if i do get coaching and i have you know have the wherewithal to say hey listen i don't need to reinvent the wheel or figure it out on my own let me go to a seasoned professional um, even if I paid a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a month for four or five months, it would probably give me an education worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'd double my money, triple my money on investment easily because I would not make the mistakes and have to say I wasted money there, I did this wrong here, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, um, and I could go to somebody like you or, or a coach and learn from them and be light years ahead. Because I don't have to, you know, I don't have to go through that process anymore. I mean, it's honestly, that's why people come to us in the martial arts, because we're the experts. They want to learn from us so that we, or else they could probably go on the video and research it and watch it on YouTube and practice in their backyard and eventually learn the material, maybe. Um, but with a coach, they're going to get the stuff right there. They're going to have people right there on top of them. They're going to have someone they could turn to and ask a question um, and really save a lot of time and money and, and, uh, and be, be that much further ahead for the game, right? No, absolutely. And, um, you know, feedback is the important piece. You know, having uh, a coach or a mentor or whatever to be able to give you the feedback uh, on, I say on demand, but in a timely manner. I mean, that is so important. Uh, isn't that what you need when you're teaching, you know, you, your students need that when they're learning X, yeah. Y, or Z move or moves or defenses or whatever. They they need to have that timely feedback so that it can be uh, adjusted or corrected or praised um, and so then they can move forward. And when it's not adjusted, corrected, or praised, you know, in a timely manner, that's when, when problems occur. And so the same thing is true when, you know, we as school owners are looking to get information uh, on how to, to run our businesses, you know, much more effectively. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Today, every Wednesday, I have a breakfast meeting with my tournament crew, my partners that run the New York tournament circuit. Um, and today, we were just, you know, we'll talk about topics for our tournament. Then we just chat. He, one of them has 12 schools. Another one has three schools. You know, I have numerous schools, two in Long Island, one in Florida. So anyway, we talked, but one of them was talking about, you know, how and, and no, nothing negative about the modern student. But I don't know if you see this, but it seems like, you know, years ago, and I'm talking 25 years ago, I would teach Dwayne a technique twice and you'd have it and you would remember it and you'd know which was your left hand and your right hand and you'd know how to do it. And, and I'm not saying that people are stupid or, or stupider now than they were then or more intelligent or less. 
Um, I think that there's so much going on in people's brains today that they're sorting through so much material. They block out white noise because, you know, we hear over 10,000 pieces of advertising a week. So we're used to taking the white noise and blanking it out. We're used to selective hearing where we almost don't even hear people. Like I'm going, did you actually hear what I said? I'll say that to my student. They're like, huh? Like I'm looking right at them and talking to them. Or they asked me a question and I answered it and they didn't even hear me. So, um, so anyway, in, in defense of that, you know, we look at them and say, okay, um, how do we get to that student better? How do we teach our techniques better? How do we do that with a business client? You know, how do we get them to hear us, really, truly hear us and be able to do it? That's the big question these days. Or if I'm asking myself the question, how do I listen better? How do I learn better? Because I could take it and haven't you ever read a book and you read like 10 pages and you realize you didn't, you're not even paying attention? You literally yeah. read every word and you're like 10 pages and you go like, I've read 10 pages and I don't even remember or none of it is in my head. I've read it, but I didn't read it. You know what I mean? I always say I have one little kid that he has an ADD and I always go, are you here with me right now or are you somewhere else? And then he'd go, he'd think a second and he'd snap out, I'm here with you, sir. And he brings himself back in because I could just see in his head and eyes, he's drifting off. He's probably playing a video game, but standing with me in my dojo. So how do we get our clientele, our students, how do we get our parents to actively listen? Have you ever had a conversation with a parent and you just know they're looking at you, but they're not at all hearing a word you're saying? Like, yeah, what did you, you just I, say? I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or they don't even say that, right? They don't even say that. They just look at you and go, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. And I go, you, you really didn't hear anything that I said, did you? Like, they, and they'll yes you to death and walk away and forget. You know how many times I teach a parent how to tie a belt on? Oh, I know you've showed this to me, and not, not like twice. I know you showed this to me like 37 times, and I still can't get it. It's a stupid belt. Wrap it around three times, under and over, flip it through. Like, really. But, but they're just not listening. You know what I mean? So how do right. we get our clientele? How do we get our, our coaching clients to listen? How does a school owner actually listen? That's a big question. You know, how do we I, penetrate? Well, you know, what are your thoughts? Well, I think patience is one. Uh, keep bringing it up over and over again and you know I, in a direct way nice way uh, you know i don't know but uh i was going to say this because we had david uh uh post something on here and i think it's appropriate if i read it but he says honestly shihan ali doubled if not tripled my income uh he's terrific so and it's funny uh, david and i are he's he's the guy him and i chatted about um curriculum and stuff like that and we were talking about how to set the curriculum up. He was one of my conversations yesterday that we chatted. And, you know, he's, a, he's amazing. He's a class, as a martial artist, he's as classical as you're ever going to get, traditional as you're ever going to get. He has a beautiful, gorgeous school laid out and so on and so forth. It's just not super nice. Um, everything about it is there. And um, we, we he continually, every week, coaches with me. And he's never, he hasn't gotten to the point where he's like, I can't learn from you. He's always like, so what could we do? What could we go over? You know, and he comes up with ideas, I come up with ideas, and we refine them. So he's like the perfect student in a way because he's always in search of getting better, if that makes sense. He, you no. Know, it, it, and trust me, he's, been, he's one of those guys that sometimes it takes me a year to break down before he goes, you know what, I'll try that perfect attendance award, right? Or, or I'll make my students wear T-shirts under their gi. Like we've had so many things that it took us a while before he finally said, okay, let me try it. 
And, um, and he was also one of the guys too. And, um, I'm sure he's not going to be mad at me with me using as an example, but he was one of those guys would go like, I don't know if that'll work in my area, or I don't know if my parents will feel this way. And, um, and we worked through it together, him and I, and we tweak things to be good for him, comfortable for him. And then eventually we, we do what we need to do. So it's awesome. So thanks. Well, and uh, it's not, it's okay, die. Yeah. And it's not that things can't be, uh, tweaked to match the branding of the school, um, but the concept is still the same. But until you implement the concept, um, you really can't tweak things, if that makes sense. And so right. uh, it just goes back to So I, I just encourage school owners, number one is when you're searching for things to make your school better um, and, you know, Number one, pick reputable people that you're going to follow. Um, and I, I would say that they're the most of the people in, in the industry are, you know. Um, I, I, I haven't found many martial art um, coaches to not be reputable, if that makes right. sense. But, you know, then I think the next thing is you need to pick somebody that has the same uh, – I would say value system is as you. And and what do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, if you're the type of school that you, you know, I know we, we all say we care about our, our students, but I think there's different levels of caring. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, you need to find somebody that, that matches the, if you know, if you have this type of compassion for your school, you right. want to see this type of direction with your school, you need to follow somebody that does that. Um, there they're not going to do anything much different than somebody that, that doesn't, but the delivery of, of, of it to you, the delivery of those things to your students and how it impacts them. You know, I, I would say, could I give David the same results? Maybe, but I don't know. See, I, 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 I'm not that traditional. I mean, I have a traditional background, but not that right. traditional. And right. so I don't know that I could have related to – David as well as you could, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. You and I also have a really dear friend, and that we got to a point where I was working with their staff, and um, their staff, the staff member and I, just we did not get along. Like, we clashed. No matter what it was, she fought me tooth and nail. You have that problem it, right? a lot, Allie. You yeah, have yeah, that problem. Yeah, yeah. And, when I, and when I said, Dwayne, listen, I don't want to lose this client, but I, I don't want him to lose me. Right. So but I need you to take over and work with them because you'll get along better. It just and then finally, you were I think eventually said for him, fire that staff member. Right. And we got rid of her. Um, and uh, and now you're still coaching with him. But isn't it interesting at how? Um, yeah, it, it, sometimes the voice, it's the same thing being spoken, but from a different person. And I do agree with you on this wholeheartedly. Um, there are some coaches you need to be able to align with your coach. You need to be able to like that person and want to follow their advice. So if you don't believe in them, even as a martial arts instructor, and some parents don't believe in me, they don't believe in me being the teacher and trusting me. If their question is always going to be like, well, I don't know if I, I like it or I'm not sure, we're never going to get along. You have to have a whole 100% or maybe not 100%, but at least most 90% of your trust in your teacher or else you're always going to second-guess them. And then the lesson will never, ever be uh, f- fruitful, right, if that makes sense, right? So, yep. um, 
so, but there are guys like, there's a guy out there that I like, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's a big marketing coach, nothing to do with the martial art business, although he works with the martial art business. And I've read his books, his books are phenomenal. But when I listen to him, I tried to listen to him the other day, he just drops the F-bomb every second word, his language, his posturing, his attitude, it appalls me. I can't listen to him. And I want to learn from him because I know he's like the guru of what he does. But I can't get past all the other stuff, like this whole hip-hop, the hats, and the, you know, shaking the hand, high-fiving and cursing, and, and all of that, and the language, and how he treats people. I just can't see myself learning from him. And I want to, his information. And I'm almost willing to swallow some of it. But I tried the other day, and I after like, I was five minutes into the video, I had to shut it off. I just was getting, I found myself getting annoyed the way he mm -hmm. presented himself. So we just don't, we just don't match. So... That happens a lot sometimes. And I'm not everyone's flavor of ice cream. You're not everyone's flavor of ice cream. He's not everyone's flavor of ice cream. So you have to find a coach or an instructor or a mentor that you align with mentally that you could trust and you could take the information, if that, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And, and uh, I totally agree with that. I wouldn't be able to handle that uh, anyways. Yeah. You know, I, I, do I think – Cursing is the worst thing in the world, no. But I believe in a conversation when you're trying to teach somebody, it's just it's not necessary. Yeah. I always tell you my stub your toe. You stub your toe and something comes out, okay, you know, I, yeah. I, I get that. But when you're yeah. just – yeah. Although I heard the – I watch – I'll send you a copy on Facebook the other day. There was a uh, uh, yoga swami, and he talks about the F word and how – it's the most unilaterally used word for every single topic you could possibly put it in. And it was so funny the way he said it, you know, like however you phrase it, you know, like, like you're surprised what, what the F is going on. Like, you know, or you're right. like, you know, or you're not well, surprised. Did he, it was just so funny. Did he take that from that? But that was a comedian that did that years ago. I don't remember the name of the comedian, but there was a comedian that talked about the versatility of the F word. And, and oh, yeah. you know what? That was funny. That yeah. was funny because of the context of it. Um, and, yeah, he used the word, you know, inside of the skit. But I don't need the word. Exactly. Well, you and I are very aligned that way. I mean, you know, I, I also, too, like I, I, I tell my daughter all the time, uh, you know what, you could much more intelligently get your point across without cursing um, than you can with cursing. But anyway, without that saying, um, you know, it, it's just interesting at how you have to align with somebody. So, like, you may like cursing. Like, I remember I dated a girl. Like, she just loved to curse. She thought it was fun. And I'm like, I just can't I can't be out with you in public and have you talk like that. I can't be around you because, like, it bothered me. Um, but for her, it was cool. It was, it was the, and, and by the way, people talk like that. I, I listened to people in, in the diner across the table. There was six, five cops sitting next to us. Um, and like one of them was the F-bomb, every word, like going like, wow, I hope he doesn't talk to people like that when he's pulling them over. Like, do you, right. know, how effing, do you know how effing fast you were going? <laughs> like, you know, like if it slipped out, like going like, really? So, I mean, it's scary to know how people are. But again, back to my point, you have to find someone that you feel that you could trust, that you feel that you could listen to. If you really are unsure and you're the type of person that you can't do that with anyone, then maybe you shouldn't coach. You should just take information and process it yourself. But if you do find a coach, you do find someone to, to work with you, do it with someone that you know that you, you have same similar values or you have a trust in them that they can tell you something and you'll do it. 
right? And that's so, so important. And that goes back to our students. If a parent doesn't trust you or doesn't like you, then they shouldn't be in your school because they're basically wasting their time and yours um, or a student. Um, so they should find someone they, they could align with and go and dig in 100% versus being with, with you. Right. And eventually it will be a cancer inside of your school. So Right. Without a doubt. I love the topic. I think this is great. We have some guests, a secret guest coming up next week. Let's not tell him who it is, but he's probably one of the most famous world-renowned teachers in the world within his circle and um, a best-selling author of over 15 books. Um, we won't say until we release it next week, and then we'll get, we'll get him on here, but look for our call next week. And then we have a few other people I have lined up with. Uh, that are going to come back, world-renowned public speakers and getting their mindset on success. And I have one person I'm working on. I don't know if we'll be able to get him in soon, but he's also a, a marketer and business owner, and um, he just knows a whole bunch of different businesses, but he's not a martial artist, and he's going to help us with that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, so anything, uh, you want, just, want to close? Yeah, I do want to wrap this up real quick and, and just to remind everybody what this call was all about and the fact that you know, uh, listen, listen to the master, you know, and uh, what, what, what brought all of this up was the fact of Dan, Dan Kennedy's quote that I came across this morning that's on your screen right now. And it says, a lot of people come to me because they aspire to similar success and autonomy, but they uh, cafeteria, right? But then they, they do the whole cafeteria thing. They pick the parts that they want to do and, uh, and how I do it that they like, and they ignore the ones that they don't like. Now, then they wonder why they end up with a very uh, dissimilar result. And so don't be that individual, you know. Uh, when your coach or your mentor or your teacher tells you to do X, Y, or Z, do X, Y, or Z. Again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask why. You know, I've always told my students, hey, ask me why. And if I don't have an answer for why, then we probably have a problem. But other than that, I have no problem with you asking me, hey, why do we do X, Y, or Z? Same thing with your mm -hmm. coaches or your mentors or whatever. It's okay to ask, hey, why are you doing X, Y, or Z? Sometimes finding out the broader picture actually expands your knowledge uh, to the point where it takes you to another level. Uh, hence, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, Allie's uh, uh, training program, you know, his coaching program, taking it to the next level because there's always right, right. a next level to move to. Right. Awesome. All right, Dwayne, so good talking to you again. I hope everyone enjoyed it. And uh, any comments, throw them in the comments below if you're on Facebook. If you have any topic ideas or something that you're looking to ask us, you could do it right on our closed group page and we'll answer it. Or you could uh, email us and uh, get in touch with us and we'd be more than happy to share with you anything that you need. So we'd look, look, uh, you know, look forward to talking to you. Yeah, and if you want to email, just email shihan at liminja.com. That's Allie's email, shihan at liminja.com. Allie, thanks a lot, sir. All right, Dwayne, you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye, everyone.